Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and uh, today is kind of a special author interview in that I have a new book that's coming out today. So no, I'm not going to interview myself. That would be ridiculous, right? I just ask myself questions and answer them. No, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to interview uh, my co-author for my new book that literally comes out today. And that is The Miracle Morning for Salespeople, how to take yourself and your sales to the next level before 8 a.m. And this is a book that we've been working on for right around or over two years. In fact, this is the book that after The Miracle Morning for Salespeople came out, I'm sorry, after The Miracle Morning came out, the original book, um, Ryan Snow, my guest today, reached out to me and he said, Hal, The Miracle Morning has radically changed my life. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but basically The Miracle Morning has radically changed my life. Uh, you know, It's increased my sales, my income. Have you ever thought about doing The Miracle Morning for salespeople? And, uh, you know, doing like a series and doing one specifically for salespeople. He said, because I believe every salesperson needs this book. I thought, I thought about it, you know, and, and we, I said, well, you want to, you want to, let's keep talking about it. Maybe, maybe we co-author it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And so it's been a two-year journey and uh, I give props to Ryan just for hanging on with my indecisiveness and I'm always changing my mind and I'm like, hey, why don't we interview a bunch of people in the top 1% of their sales industries, you know, different industries, top 1%. He's like, okay, so we did that. And then I'm like, hey, why don't we, I've got, you know, I'm always changing my mind. And, uh, so it's really come a long way, but I can say that I'm very proud of this book. And whether or not you are already a salesperson, here's what I want to say before I bring Ryan on and introduce him officially. You know, selling, before you turn this off and you're like, I'm not a salesperson. In fact, we probably already lost like, you know, 20 people. They're like, ah, I'm not a salesperson. Um, no matter what your profession or role in life is, one of the most important skills that all of us, every single person can master is selling because selling is really about influence, right? It's about how do you influence, communicate in a way that influences someone to to do something that is in hopefully everyone's best interest, but your best interest, right? So if you're trying to get a job or get a promotion, even if you're not technically, technically a salesperson, but you want to get a promotion, well, you have to know how to sell yourself. I mean, almost any situation, how to sell yourself. If you want to convince your, your family to go on vacation to, you know, to the Bahamas when they want to go to the Caribbean or other, actually I think the Bahamas might be in the Caribbean. That was a bad example. But um, regardless, right, you got to know how to sell. So selling really isn't, you know, it's got, it's a word that's kind of loaded and people usually get this like, conjure up this vision of like a used car salesperson in their mind, right? That's like a, a salesperson. But, but really salespeople, I mean, make the world go round. Like nothing happens, right, until something gets sold. Everything, and if you look around right now, look around your home, look around your car, look around at your phone, look at the food in your in your in your you know in your refrigerator. Nothing 
I mean, everything is sold by someone. So selling really is a universal thing for all of us. And, and it also, you know, it's something that uh, for the way that I view selling, it's not something that I see as, you know, taking money from someone else so that you can benefit from it. Uh, yeah, I don't see selling in that way. I really see selling as uh, offering value to someone uh, in exchange for, of course, the you know compensation for that value, but in a way that adds value to their life, right? That's the way that I I view selling, and I'm excited to hear what Ryan has to share. So I will shut up uh, and stop talking as I tend to do, and we'll bring Ryan on here now. Ryan. Amongst other things, as I mentioned, he's the co-author of my new book, The Miracle Morning for Salespeople, which is available on Amazon today. It just came out. And uh, when considering who to invite to co-author this book with me, you know, the first names that came to mind were like the leading authorities in the sales space. You know, people like Jeffrey Gittimer, um, Grant Cardone, Todd Duncan, Chet Holmes, right? These are the, the individuals that are the New York Times bestselling authors, you know, run, you know, huge events where they're training salespeople. They're, they're the best known individuals in this space. However, first of all, I realize a couple things. Number one, that they already have books on selling. They already have books containing their best sales tips and tricks and strategies for selling. So I thought if you want to get their stuff, it's already out there. And what Ryan represented, as you're going to find out today, was someone who went from being an average salesperson for most of his career and he start, and, and also an average income earner to very quickly, once he started doing The Miracle Morning, becoming a top performer in a very short period of time. In fact, it took Ryan 30 years to earn his first $100,000 in a year, and it took him less than two years to double that number once he got there. And as he will tell you, The Miracle Morning was the kind of the catalyst that inspired a lot of that growth and a lot of that journey. And Ryan and himself, he has over 15 years, not only in selling, but teaching, training, coaching top salespeople. In fact, he currently, his role now is as a sales and business coach and a team leader to 85 real estate agents in the Boston, Massachusetts area uh, for Keller Williams. And he is also a devoted husband and father. And in the last two years, as long as he's been putting up with me, he has become a great friend. So uh, Ryan, are you there, my friend? I'm here, Hal. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited too, man. Well, let, let's dive in today. And so let, let's start out with this. You're the one that asked me, you know, we're sitting here today because you reached out to me and said, Hal, we should write, you know, you, you should write a book on, uh, for salespeople around the miracle morning. What made you reach out to me and suggest that we co-author uh, or originally just in the idea that that book was so important for salespeople? Um, yeah, so initially, I honestly had no intention of authoring the book with you. I just thought it was needed. And uh, when, when you had talked to me about moving forward with it, that it was just a great opportunity. So uh, I started The Miracle Morning, I would say, like three years ago. And so over a thousand mornings at this point. And it had a, a drastic change in my life. I really liked the energy that I got from going through the savers. Um, and it just built a lot of momentum for me having just that general morning routine. But um, what I found is through doing it uh, and just having that general routine is that I wanted something, I felt like there needed to be something that sort of tied it to my big goals, uh, a lot of which sort of centraled around my career in sales. Uh, and so I just felt like it was something that everybody in sales needed was a way to, uh, they might not 
go read a self-help book necessarily, like the Miracle Morning, would, I feel like would almost fall under that category, but they might be compelled to read something like that and start those uh, daily routines if they could see how it would connect directly to uh, improving their sales and increasing their sales. Got it. So if they're thinking, you know, I don't know if I need a motivational book called The Miracle Morning, right? But if they go, oh, wait, this will take my sale, myself and my sale to the next level, that's something that I want to do. So, you know, and it, it, it is, you mentioned three years ago, you started doing The Miracle Morning. Now, anyone listening might go, well, wait a minute, the book's only been out for two years. Well, Ryan was doing them, you know, I, I was teaching The Miracle Morning via, you know, speeches and, and, and coaching and conference calls and all sorts of things years before the book came out. And that's one of the things that's important to mention, Ryan, is that you were doing the Miracle Morning, had, had achieved so much of the transformation and the benefits from it in your career that you were part of, this all kind of came about, I think, because you were part of my launch team, right? The launch team for the book. I was, yeah. I want to say there was like 12 or 15 of us that uh, sort of helped launch the original Miracle Morning book when it came out. Yeah, so you had, you read it before the general public, and you know as soon as you read it, that's kind of when you went, hey, wait a minute, this needs to be in print for salespeople. So why don't you tell tell my audience here, who is the book for, uh, You know, which, what is the audience that this book is ideal for? Sure, yeah. So like you mentioned, I mean, really, getting really good at sales could be useful for anybody. I mean, especially anybody who's an entrepreneur, not just a salesperson by nature, um, but sales is everywhere. Um, but I would say the big thing is you also mentioned that we interviewed people who are in the top 1% uh, performance-wise in, in sales companies in all different industries. And so uh, I would think that other one percenters uh, are probably going to be reading this book because they want to know what other people like them are doing that's making them successful. But it's really built to help the other 99%, like all the salespeople that want to be in that top 1% tier um, and just have a barrier that they haven't broken through yet. I think it just it, it's there to help them sort of break through and, and hit that high level. I like that. You mentioned something about, you know, this is for, it's not just, for, again, not just for salespeople and not just for anyone necessarily. I mean, it's, you know, those groups can fit into it. But also, if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you know, there, there's a really, I was at a, a seminar years ago and it was for authors, speakers, and coaches. And the, the guy that was running it, he raised his hand and he said, How many of you? Uh, are, you know, you do what you do because you genuinely want to help other people. That's why you coach. That's why you're a speaker. That's why you're, you know, you're writing books or whatever it is. And of course, you know, I mean, 500 hands went up and he said, how many of you are consistently trying to improve at being a coach or an author or a speaker? And, you know, almost everyone's hand went up. He said, here's a question for you. How many of you are focused consistently on not learning how to be better at what you do, but on being a better salesperson, a better marketer. How many, how many of you focus relentlessly on improving your sales skills and marketing? And like maybe, you know, five or 10% of the hands went back up. And he said, here's the thing. You all, you're doing stuff to help people. You're doing this work to help people. You care about people and you're probably pretty good at it or you wouldn't be doing it. He said, but you're not focusing on what is the most important aspect. If you really want to help people and you're a good coach, a good author, a good speaker, you don't need to focus on becoming a better coach, a better author, a better speaker. You need to focus on becoming a better salesperson and a better marketer. He said, because you could be the best coach in the world with the ability, the skills, the, the heart to help anyone improve their life or their business or whatever you coach on. He said, but if you aren't a master at sales and marketing, then nobody's going to know about you. You're going to have a very small 
pr- coaching practice. You're going to sell a very small amount of books. You're going to, you know, you're going to speak to very, very few audiences. Therefore, you're going to impact very few people. And your gifts that could change the world and change people's lives are going to be kept hidden because you're, you're, you're not focusing on what you need to focus on, which is improving your sales and marketing skills. So anyway, what you said triggered that. And I thought that's such an important point and something that this book really, you know, people that this book applies to is anyone that has a product or a service that can help other people and wants to know how to get it out there in a bigger way, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we talk about that in real estate all the time is how not to be a secret agent. I mean, you can be the best agent in the world, know yeah. the market really well, but if you're not getting new clients all the time, then you're not growing and you're not helping people the way that you could be. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the subtitle of the book emphasizes the need to improve yourself or to improve one's self before improving one's sales. Can you explain what that means and why it's so important for anybody listening? Yeah, so I think personally, uh, this was a big reason that the Miracle Morning was so effective for me, is that I had always done lots of reading about sales and tried to practice certain skills, um, but I didn't ever focus on myself. And so like John Maxwell, uh, when he talks about leadership and leading a, a team or an office or a, a company, talks about the law of the lid, right? He explains that your level of leadership sort of caps as far as your organization can only grow as well as your leadership does. Yeah. And I, I think for salespeople, that leadership is of yourself. I mean, it, so I, I think about like uh, knowing that I'm supposed to make a certain amount of calls or uh, that I have a sales goal that's going to take this amount of activity. Well, if I don't master doing the things that I say that I'm going to do and I don't master that management and I don't master my fear, uh, then I'm not going to hit those. And so I can get as good at closing as I want or I can get a, as good at networking as I want. Um, but if I can't, get past the fear of getting on the phone, right? Then, then I'm never gonna hit the numbers if I, uh, that I want. If I can't master my calendar uh, and taking control of my time and not letting other people do it uh, and, and just really nailing those pieces down, the emotional piece, uh, just quieting my mind and being able to focus, then I, I'm never gonna hit the big goals that I want. Yeah, it's something that, in fact, the original tagline or subtitle of the book was very long. It was something like the not so obvious secret to take yourself to the next level so that you can take your sales to the next level because it only happens in that order. And we cut it down, uh, right? Again, I was, I fought tooth and nail to cut it down, but, uh, but you know, because that really is what it's about. It's how do you, how do you take yourself to the next level so that you can take your sales to the next level? Because that's how it works. And I've been talking a lot recently about the difference between a focus on doing more versus a focus on becoming more. And I think that's kind of what this speaks to is you focus on becoming more and you find that you can do more, AKA sell more, um, you know, achieve more by, by often doing less. You know, if you become a better salesperson, you can sell more without even having to make as many calls or do as many appointments. If you want to make the same amount of calls or the same amount of appointments, well then you focus on becoming a better salesperson, then you're going to sell more without having to do more. Just do the same amount you're doing now and you'll see your sales increase you'll see your income increase. And it's that whole, you know, T. Harv Eker said it in Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, focus on your inner world because your outer world becomes a reflection of your inner world. So this, this book, I think, helps people, you know, improve or grow their inner world to, uh, to, to take their, their sales as a result where they want them to be. Now, let's drop some knowledge here or share, I should say, pay it forward, if you will, pay some knowledge forward. You know, together we interviewed dozens of top salespeople in the top 1% of various industries, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, what were your biggest takeaways from what the top 1% do that, that the other 99% don't? 
Um, so a couple things. I mean, one thing that didn't surprise me that much was their prospecting sources. So uh, the top three prospecting sources were actually all very similar for everybody, and they were all to do with sphere of influence, general reputation, and referrals. And I, I really think that that points back to exactly what this book is about, is just developing yourself as a person that other people uh, would want to be around and know, like, and trust. And that's how they generate most of their business. Uh, that was one thing that didn't surprise me that much. Yeah. Uh, some other things, though, were just about how people started their day. So most of the people that we interviewed had not read The Miracle Morning prior to their interview. And so we were the ones introducing the book to them and have read it since uh, in a lot of cases. But we talked to them and interviewed them about the savers. And so silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and then scribing or journaling. Uh, and what was kind of cool and amazing for me is even though they hadn't heard about it, 50% of them, right, did at least three of those activities every morning. And 70% did at least two of them. Wow. So yeah, that 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 is that you know it's interesting that it's kind of it is surprising and then it's not surprising it's kind of <laughs> you know depending on how you think about it but uh but so <clears throat> when it comes to a morning routine obviously I mean the miracle morning that's what it is so what what is the benefit specifically for a salesperson of starting with a morning ritual such as the miracle morning and then how does mastering that routine in in and of itself increase their sales Right, so I think it's the same for everybody. It's not just for salespeople in this case. This is the one thing that was kind of universal, I felt like, about the Miracle Morning, is that the morning's the start of the day, right? So own the morning and own the day. If you kick everything off on the right foot, things tend to move in, in that direction. Uh, you described in the initial book, if, if you're running around late and trying to get out of the house and you're not prepared for things, so goes the rest of the day. Uh, and then it continues from there. Own the day, own the week, own the week, own the month, own the month, own the year, and then it just continues on. Um, but I think specifically for salespeople, there's a couple things that do really matter to them, and energy and attitude uh, throughout the day are really based on how it starts. And I think the savers sort of prepare people for uh, having a high amount of energy, which is definitely required uh, in sales, I think, uh, and just having a positive attitude kicking off the day moving forward. Uh, and also, it just allows people to develop positive habits. So forming positive habits is something that you can replicate, right? So if you learn how to follow through with that morning routine on a daily basis, and these are six positive habits that you're doing on a regular basis, you can take the way that you move through going from not doing those things to doing those things and then replicate that through the different areas of sales that we teach uh, and new habits that you want to add to improve your sales as well. Well, so now speaking of you, I mean you. T speaking of habits, going on that topic, you you talk about turning habits, or I'm sorry, turning actions into habits. And I'm a big believer. I think most people are that our success, our results, are a product of our habits. You have you have you know income producing habits, sales producing habits. You produce sales, you produce income to the level that those habits, wherever they are, that's where the level of your income or your your sales go. So. Can you explain that? Can you kind of dive into that topic of turning actions into habits? Yeah, so I, I think that any action that we repeat over and over and over again, it, it takes some willpower in the beginning, right? So you talk about the 10 days of unbearable and then the 10 days of uncomfortable and then eventually the 10 days of unstoppable. And so as you progress through those different steps, those pieces get easier and easier and easier. Um, and so if you think about the things that hold people back, right? So like fear being a big reason that people uh, don't complete tasks that they want or hit goals that they have. Most of the time, it's that fear gets in the way because uh, they fear the pain of what they expect to sort of happen. 
So it's all the leading up to, right, that, that preemptive piece that creates fear. But when we actually act and we realize that reality is not the same thing that we were thinking about ahead of time, and that reality is actually much better than what we had ever had in mind, when we overcome that fear, fear fizzles out in the face of action. And so by acting on a daily basis and making it just a simple habit at some point that we do automatically, we no longer think about that fear piece. It goes away completely. And so it creates momentum by happening every single day. So it's, it, it goes, I'll go back to, you know, I'll quote T. Harv Eker again. I quoted him earlier about the whole inner world, outer world component. Uh, in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T. Harv Eker said that how you do anything is how you do everything. And in the Miracle Morning, the original Miracle Morning book, I talked, uh, I kind of, kind of took that concept and I called it isolating incidents, how we make the mistake of isolating incidents, thinking that, oh, well, just this moment, if I eat this cheeseburger or, you know, hit this snooze button or whatever our moment to moment decision is, we tend to just kind of chalk it up to this only affects this moment, but really it, it becomes a habit. And so when how you do anything is how you do everything, you apply that to, well, how you start your day right, sets the tone, that becomes a habit that sets your life, if you will, your career, everything, it sets that habit, kind of sets off all the other habits. It, it, because as you said, I guess, win the morning and win the day. One of the things that you talked about, you know, earlier you mentioned, right, there's the six practices of the Miracle Morning called the Lifesavers. So how can we apply, or how do salespeople use those principles of the Miracle Morning, such as affirmations and visualization, and connect them directly to improving sales? Right. Okay. So uh, in the book, we actually give some specific examples of affirmations used by some of these top salespeople. Uh, and we wrote some as well for people to use. And we tried to model them. Um, I know that I've heard you actually teach. And so I, I sort of wanted you to run with this piece a little bit uh, because you were instrumental in writing this piece of the book. But the affirmations are written for salespeople by salespeople, and they connect daily action to future outcome. So one of the things that I've heard you talk about since the initial Miracle Morning came out is the fact that your brain sort of calls BS when you say that something is true that isn't true, right? Like you can say it, but inside you're going, no, that's not the case. Uh, and so we really tried to connect things that you're actually doing as part of your routine that you're creating uh, in mastering those skills as the reason that those outcomes will come forward. Got it. So I can speak on those. Um, the yeah, with affirmations, it, yeah. What, what Ryan mentioned a second ago is the idea that if you try to affirm something that isn't true, you say, "I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire." Every time you say it, your subconscious, you know, kind of calls BS because it's like, uh, "No, you're not." <laughs> you know, right? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not even a hundred thousandaire. Uh, you know, you say, "I am the top salesperson in my company. I am the top salesperson in my company." Right? And if you're not, well, then you're you're there's a lack of congruency in your affirmations. And so it's, it's really like you're fighting yourself, trying to trick yourself or convince yourself that you're something that you're not. And, and since the Miracle Morning, kind of what I found is that the idea of affirmations, a lot of people have tried them and they struggle with them. And I think they struggle with them because they are trying to lie to themselves and tell themselves that they are something that they are not because that's one way affirmations have been taught popularly for, I don't, you know, I don't know, since I ever learned about them 10 years ago, you know, for decades. And the idea is that your affirmations need to be based in truth 
they can be based in vision, by the way. So like I am becoming the top salesperson. I'm committed to becoming the top salesperson because that can be that that's rooted in truth. If that is your vision and you are committed to it, then you can you can when you when you say that affirmation, you're not in conflict. You're not incongruent. You are in alignment with what you're committed to doing or committed to becoming. And beyond that, affirmations i really believe to and you know my experience has been they've got to be actionable like you're committed to achieving okay what what's your vision right you're committed to achieving being the number one salesperson or selling x amount of dollars or earning x amount of dollars whatever that is but what are you committed to doing each and every day what's the frequency that you need to commit to doing that and so your affirmation should not just get you to envision something down the road, it should get you to envision what you have to do today to ensure that you create your long-term vision down the road. And, and same thing with visualization. Don't just visualize the, you know, you on stage at the end of the year collecting your big check or whatever it is. Visualize yourself getting on the phone with a smile on your face, flipping through your prospects and calling 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 or whatever, whatever is required of you to achieve your goal. Visualize yourself taking that action. And, and like you said, Ryan, that we, you know, we go be, that's the concept, I think. That's the, that's the idea or the, the theory behind the way affirmations are taught in this book, but, but they are, what makes them different is they're specific to salespeople. Like you yeah, said. And, I, and I think the visualization piece too, that you just brought up. Um, I, I think that when I mentioned before, why did I feel like this book needed to be written? Um, I suggested that the miracle morning was fantastic at formulating these habits, but they were sort of generic to anybody. Uh, and as we went through the interview process, I found several interviewees who actually visualize their meetings that they have that day coming up with clients before they get there. And so you want to talk about a way to practice running objections, right? Like you're actually sitting there having the meeting with the person before it even gets to that point, picturing yourself getting the sale, picturing some of the questions that they might ask and how you can show them value. Uh, and, and, and what are you going to answer that objection with? And so even though it might not be 100% what actually happens, just that image in your mind of you getting through all of those pieces and them leaving happy and smiling and nodding along with you, it, it just changes your outlook as you walk in. And of course, you're expecting to close the deal then. Yeah. Well, and it's what, I mean, you're modeling top performers from salespeople to athletes, right? You see the world's top athletes visualize from start to finish. How is the perfect game going to go? And they see it over and over and over and over again so that when they're in the arena, right, when they're in, you know, in the ring, whatever, whatever the sport may be, they are, it's like, it's almost like muscle memory. Like mind, the mind body connection is it's like, I've already been here before in my mind. I've seen it. I've done it. I came, I conquered and I'm ready to do it real time. Right. Right. Yeah. So, okay, um, you, you, the book talks about sales as an energy sport. And I, I wanna know, you know, that's not a popular phrase. Um, it's something that actually our, our good friend, John Berghoff has talked quite a bit about. I'd love to hear your take on that. What, what does that mean? Sales is an energy sport and, and how do we prepare? How do we, how do we live that lesson? Yeah, so I think there's two parts to that, Hal. Uh, sales definitely requires two major types of energy. So physical energy and then mental energy. Um, so most salespeople, especially top salespeople, the people we interviewed on average on their best year were working six or seven days a week and 50 to 70 hours a week. 
And so the, the physical energy piece is, is pretty obvious there. You have long days. A lot of people have travel. They're working six or seven days a week. Uh, and so how do you kind of overcome that? Well, you have to overcome it with uh, good habits around physical energy, right? So exercise every day. I mean, that's part of the miracle morning routine. Uh, eating well. Uh, watching sort of energy foods throughout the day to keep sort of a constant level. I mean, you can't walk in to a sales appointment with somebody and just provide no energy because their energy is at your level. And we all know that. Uh, and, and just hydrating and, and eating well is part of that physical energy piece, getting enough sleep, uh, kicking off the day early, those pieces there. I mean, meditation, uh, just starting with a good frame of mind, uh, that all kicks into the physical energy. But I think the even bigger component for salespeople is mental energy. Hmm. I mean, talk about like overcoming rejection and fear, like just over and over and over again. Uh, that's what we do in sales. And so that I think that's the biggest thing that holds people back from hitting their goals is fear, right? They're afraid of doing the activity. And so having mental energy to be able to overcome and keep moving forward. Uh, and, and that's uh, probably the biggest game changer, I think, that came for me through the Miracle Morning. Uh, going through and doing those affirmations every day and going through and visualizing what it was going to be like when I finished and really connecting my why, why I was doing all of these things uh, to the activity so that fear really wasn't involved anymore because my why was bigger than that. And so through meditation and affirmations and visualizations over the course of, of a couple of years, I, I've moved beyond that. Those don't even come up for me anymore. And my mental energy is uh, so much stronger and tougher than it ever was before. And, and we found those same things in the people that we interviewed that are in the top 1%. Well, I think it's, it's, it's kind of like programming a computer, right? The Miracle Morning is it's programming your, your mind for success. And, and, and it's really putting yourself in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state every single morning to start every day. And for a salesperson, that's as important for them, you know, if not more important than, than it is for any, anybody in any profession because sales has, it's not an easy profession. You, de, you know, the, the mental energy is so important because you're dealing with so much rejection. There's a lot, of, a lot of professions that you don't have to deal with rejection and, and disappointment and you just kind of show up and you do your thing and you go home. You know, it might be tiring physically, but, uh, or maybe even mentally, but, but the, the de dealing with the idea of, you know, closing a huge sale, getting all excited, right you know thinking of where you're going to spend that money and all salespeople listening have done this before right you you bake a big sale you basically spend the money in your mind to think of what you're going to buy and then you get a phone call you know the next day and, and they cancel the order i mean it just it's just devastating right and hopefully you didn't already go to the mall and spend that money which we've all been there too before where you spent your commission before it came in right ryan you ever done that before yeah. no never 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 all right, yeah don't um, tell my wife well, so let, let's bring this to a close. And this has been great, man. I mean, just, you know, it's, I think a lot of things for salespeople to think about that, that are different than just, you know, closing. Um, just, you know, you know, how do you close sales or, or just asking for the order? Just kind of the basic stuff. I think that this book kind of gets outside of that. And, uh, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it speaks over people's head because like you said, it, the, one, the top one percenters uh, that are out there are going to get value from this book because they're going to learn from what are the other one percent, you know, what do they do? Kind of what are their secrets? And, and I think that's going to benefit the top one percent. But I think it's written, you know, if we had to choose, it's really more for the other 99%. This is how do you, how do you join the top one percent? What are the practices? 
practices, the routines, the rituals, and, and the sales techniques too, by the way. I think I want to be really clear. Only the first two chapters of the book are about the Miracle Morning, and the other, I think, eight chapters, if I remember correctly, uh, are really about taking your sale, yourself and your sales to the next level. So really, just to be clear, if anybody's wondering, like, is this just the Miracle Morning with like a few sales tips in it? No, it's like a sales book with a few Miracle Morning tips in it, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a totally different book. It really does. What it does is it marries the inner game and the outer game, and so you really have to have uh, those hands-on sales pieces uh, that everybody needs to master, but we just can connected them to uh, that inside game as well. I was just going to ask you, I was going to say, you know, there's hundreds of not thousands of books written on sales. What makes this book different? But I think you just answered it, <laughs> right? I like did, yeah. we, we marry the outer game with the inner game. So, uh, so we, we, you know, I know the answer to this, but let, let, you're my guest. So I should ask you, um, how can people get their copy of the Miracle Morning for salespeople that literally came out uh, today? Yeah, so that's the cool, coolest part. It's available today on Amazon, and they can go to tmm4salespeople.com, which is tmmforsalespeople.com, and that'll take them right to the Amazon page to buy the book. Fantastic, man. And lastly, where can our listeners connect with you? Uh, best place is probably just to find me on Facebook and uh, shoot me a message, and I'll be happy to connect with them. Cool. Ryan, well, thank you for being on the uh, show. And, you know, there's, I'll tell you, I want to, I'll close this out by sharing with everybody a quote that, that I learned early in my sales career. And this really served me. Uh, it, it helped me to break company records and do things I had never done before and push myself beyond my limits when I felt like quitting or giving up many, many a time. And I think the quote's appropriate, Ryan, because this applies to you and I went through a lot of challenges a two-year process of writing this book. And uh, so with all that said, here is the quote that, that, that made the difference for me through so many uh, challenges and, and, and major goals in my sales career. And that is, on the day of victory, no fatigue is felt. And Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, whatever you're working towards, whatever your big goals and dreams are, whatever your vision is for your life, realize that it, it's rarely easy. If it's worth it, it's rarely easy. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a lot of work. It's gonna take time. You know the whole. It takes ten years to be an overnight success. I really believe that. So, realize though, whenever you're like, oh, I don't know if I can keep doing it. I don't know if I can keep going. I know as a parent, right? You have those days sometimes. But when you're having that, uh, remember. On the day of victory, no fatigue is felt. And that's when you close your eyes, you visualize the day of victory, whatever that is for you, and you remind yourself, you just smile and go, it's all worth it. It's all going to be worth it. And uh, I, I hope, I hope as, as Ryan and I have put so much time, energy, blood, sweat, tears, and love into the Miracle Morning for Salespeople book, uh, I hope that you get just as much value uh, and, and love and energy and results, increased sales, increased income as a result of reading the book. As Ryan mentioned, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, if you want to go to directly there, it's tmm4salespeople.com. That will redirect you to Amazon. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being on the show, buddy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Hal. Thanks for having me on. All right, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, until next week, go out there and achieve your goals, man. Don't, don't accept less than you deserve, less than you want. And, and remember, you are, you are capable, you are worthy, you are deserving of anything and everything that you've ever wanted. You've just got to put in the, put in the work, put in the time, 
never quit, never give up, and uh, all of your goals are yours to achieve. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys and gals, and I will catch you on next week's show. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So hopefully now you are super excited about Hal's brand new book, and it's time for you to actually go out there and to get that book. But most importantly, we want to hear from you uh, and learn what your biggest takeaways were from this episode. Simply go to halelrod.com slash 081 for episode number 81 and just leave a comment there in the show notes page letting us know what your big takeaway was from this episode and especially how the Miracle Morning can actually help you as a salesperson take your game to that next level and really kick your mornings off in the right way. Uh, if you would like to get your very own copy of the Miracle Morning for salespeople, simply go to Amazon and buy it there or you can get two free chapters by going to themiraclemorning.com slash salespeople. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. This greatly helps other people find the podcast and decide if it's the right show for them. So the best way to show your support for the podcast is simply leave a review. So until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.